You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 116. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how life with less alcohol is more fun than you think. I work with high achievers who struggle to drink a glass of wine without it turning into two bottles. I'm the one they call when they want to take it or leave it. So if you want to change your relationship with alcohol that doesn't involve counting days sober, you're in the right place. Hi everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a fun topic, self-sabotage. Yes, lots of fun. You might be thinking this is maybe something that you really don't want to think about if you are stuck in the rut of feeling that you are always working against yourself. Well, today... I am here to give guidance and help in my loving, pragmatic way. Now, self-sabotage is something I hear about a lot. And people often are fairly confused about this. And I actually remember this myself, right? I want to drink less. I really want to drink less. And what happens is I can actually even be doing so well, then all of a sudden, there I am. I'm drinking again. And I'm not just drinking Um, mindlessly. I might sort of be intentionally drinking. It's like I'm intentionally going against the goal that I have set myself. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It's good stuff. All right. So I like to keep things simple, as you know. So I'm going to define self-sabotage now in a way that really makes sense for me, in a way that I can get I define self-sabotage as creating unnecessary problems for ourselves, right? So we interfere with our own goals. Basically, self-sabotage is getting in our own way. Now, everything I'm going to talk about today about your drinking will likely be showing up in other areas of your life. Right, learning how to handle, recognize and manage and uh, handle self-sabotage is really a life skill. It's a meta skill. It's incredibly normal. It's very, very normal. So that's the first thing. If you go into self-sabotage, you are nothing special. You can look around you, wherever you're listening to this. If you're sitting in the car and you're surrounded by cars, you're listening on the train, surrounded by people, even in your own home everybody else around you at some point is going to be affecting some form of self-sabotage. But here's the thing, all right, that's sort of understanding it. I think you have to be onto it. This is like the number one thing. You have to understand how it's appearing. It is giving you um, information, it's giving you data. Let me give you an example. We have actions and behaviors and patterns and habits in our lives that we want to change. You're here listening today to this podcast because you want to drink less. But there can be many other examples, like maybe you want to procrastinate less. Maybe you want to stop worrying. Maybe you want to work harder, right? When we notice these behaviors and their results in our lives, It's common to fall into the trap of self-sabotage by thinking even more negative thoughts about ourselves. For instance, if we are yelling at our children because we feel worried about the thought, my children don't behave, we sometimes end up worrying about yelling at them, right? And then the effect of the yelling creates new thoughts, 
new self-sabotaging thoughts. I must be a terrible mother because I'm here yelling at my children. And that thought then leads to even more worry, stress, and you guessed it, yelling. So if you're sitting here thinking, I really need to drink less, then we worry about the drinking that we're doing. The effect of the drinking then creates new thoughts like, oh, I'm making myself so unhealthy and perpetuating this habit. That thought then is gonna lead to even more worry, stress, and drinking, right? So we then perpetuate the behavior that we want to stop doing. So self-sabotage is the way we react to how we are feeling. So that's the first thing. It is not just something that just happens spontaneously from nowhere. It is a choice. (laughs) You might not be aware, but actually it is a choice. It's a choice and a choice you're making on purpose so you can feel differently. So for instance, you might be doing really well all week. You might be going alcohol free, going dry. You might be rocking it, it's fantastic. And then you get to Saturday and you're feeling a bit bored and you want to feel a bit entertained. In other words, you want to feel differently. You don't want to feel the bored. You want to feel the entertained. So in that moment, you make a choice to drink in order to achieve the sensation of it being entertained, right? To go from feeling bored to entertained. But as with any kind of trade, there's a payoff. Short-term feeling for long-term impact, which is why it can feel as though self-sabotage is one of the main reasons for keeping us well and truly stuck. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Well, we, it's a conscious choice. It's a conscious choice in the moment where you want to, you're, you're drinking to change your emotional state in that case, for instance. The other way this shows up is we give up on ourselves. I hear this all the time. This was me all the time for years. Things aren't going fast enough. We think we should be further along. I really should be able to do this by now. And just those thoughts make us feel so bad. Guess what? We want to push them away and we want to feel better. How do we know how to feel better when we're feeling rubbish? We have a drink. So then we quit on ourselves by having a drink. We stop doing the work. We stop allowing the urges. We stop doing the planning. We stop doing all the things that I teach on the podcast. But then when we stop doing all the things, we don't make it go any faster. In fact, it's the surefire thing to make it go slower. One of the problems when we're addressing self-sabotage, I think, is that we can get into the habit of doing it right? You might feel this when you're thinking you want to learn to moderate, right? You really do. I really want to do that. But it's just not worth it, you might think, because I know I'm going to drink. Eventually, I'm going to screw up. Eventually, I'm just going to give in, right? Because that's what I read and I haven't been able to do it yet. So I'm sure that's going to happen. So instead of actively just doing the work or instead of hiring me, to help you do the work. Instead of doing that, you sit there in this kind of worrying state. You're worrying about your drinking, but you're feeling paralyzed to take action, right? Because you think it's just not gonna matter anyway. At some point, I'm gonna screw up. It's, 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 a, it's a done deal, I'm gonna, that's gonna happen, right? You fear you won't achieve your goal of moderation, so you never even really give yourself a chance. 
you tell yourself, I'm not going to figure this out anyway. I mean, I never have. You tell yourself, I'm the type of person who's a drinker. That's just who I am. It's part of my identity. You tell yourself you're never going to solve this. So you see yourself doing this, but on the other side of the equation, you really do actually also want to change. And so it can be very annoying to see ourselves doing this, see ourselves self-sabotaging, because we, we could logically believe that if I just do the things, if I just keep focused on the task, think about my thoughts and feelings, like Anna says, and just do it, just be willing to do it, I will get my result. And you will, you will get the result if you were to do that. But we see ourselves kind of going against ourselves. And I want you to look at this in a non-judgmental way, right? Because that's the first thing we do. We see this, then we get really frustrated. We say, why am I always doing this, right? That's when we go down those dead-end questions. I want you to ask yourself, does it make sense that we would get in our own way like this? Does it make sense that at the moment on the Saturday when we're feeling bored and we want to feel entertained and we're feeling a bit deprived, does it make sense that we'd say, sod it, I'm going to have a drink? Yes, of course. Of course it does. For any number of reasons. Right? It's a habit. We're trying to change emotional state by using something from the outside. But fundamentally, because we're human creatures and we are built for pleasure. This is one of the main reasons we're in the habit of drinking to start with. Even when we say logically, it doesn't make sense. I don't want to do this anymore. But drinking makes us feel good, creates a sense of pleasure. We are going to run towards it. It's how we are wired. I want you to consider how different it feels if you were just to look at what I've just said, this thing about moving towards pleasure and wanting to drink and accept it, sort of really look at it in acceptance, of course it makes sense. And how differently that feels if you are then taking action from that point. Because here's what happens, the self-sabotage comes in when we unconsciously make what we do, such as drinking against our plan or drinking behind our own back or sneak drinking or any of those things, we make that mean something negative about us. When we make that mean all is lost, right? It's all lost. I'm a screw up. I'm never going to change. And then we act because of those thoughts. When you see the difference between if we were to act based on accept that I, I'm going to want to go towards the pleasure, that will lead to one set of actions versus why am I doing this again? I'm such a screw up. I'm never going to learn, right? We're sabotage. It feels really nasty. And then we're going to act from that place. I saw this, I remember seeing this so clearly back in the day when I was drinking and I was drinking in response and the way self-sabotage showed up for me was disappointment. I was just so disappointed in myself, right? In my supposed inability to stick to these goals when I could, you know, apply goals, set goals in most other areas of my life. But what did I do when I felt disappointed? yeah, I drank. And here's what I learned, right? And here's what I want to offer to you. If this is you, if you have one of these self-sabotage-y, yucky feelings coming up here, disappointed, frustrated, guilty, whatever it is, why do I keep getting in my own way? What if you didn't make that mean anything bad about you? That's the first thing. That you just decide, you're going to decide 
from the moment you're listening to this that whenever one of those feelings comes up you're not going to let it mean anything about you how would that feel how would you act just consider it so that's the first thing next I want you to pay close attention to your drinking patterns and close attention to the language you use here's what people often tell me Anna, I don't know why I self-sabotage all the time. I have the best of intentions and then it just all goes wrong, right? So this is a regular brain trap that I see. As long as we are there saying, I don't know, I really don't know, guess what? We're kind of absolved from taking action, right? Because our brain is saying, I'm only gonna, we're gonna do something about this, but only when we know when we know for sure what we need to do. And when we don't take action, we don't change our lives. We don't move forward. But if you stop telling yourself you don't know, you don't know why you're always self-sabotaging and getting in your way, if you just disallowed that answer, you will come up with another hypothesis. Even if it's a guess. I say a lot, a guess is better than an I don't know because at least a guess starts moving you forward and even if it's a guess the reason or the suggestion that you come up with usually makes sense and it's usually to do with comfort and feeling good and not wanting to feel restless or uncomfortable or deprived and then I want you to go back to doing what I talked about earlier in this episode So if you do come up with, well, it's because I'm feeling really deprived, what if you didn't make that any kind of problem, right? And how would you take action from there? This is how we manage to kick ourselves out of the self-sabotage loops. Finally, while it can feel hard, really hard, I get it, I've been there, I go there sometimes even for new areas of my life can be hard to get out of the pattern of self-sabotage I want you to think about the payoff on offer I want you to consider what it would be like if you were to no longer interfere with your own goals right if you would just keep moving forward and keep learning from each thing that you do from each thing that you accomplish or each thing you don't accomplish And I want you to think about if you don't give in to thinking you don't know or you're not able to change or it's more difficult for you or this won't work or I'm different to other people, right? If you didn't buy into any of that and you just kept moving forward anyway, moving forward away from self-sabotage, I want you to imagine how much you would accomplish. Boom, it's so worth it. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review or share this with someone you love. And if you want to get out of your own way if you just want to be done with the drinking thing so it becomes an irrelevance in your life so that you have freedom from all the chatter freedom from all the expense freedom from feeling like an utter failure because why haven't I learned how to do this yet then let's talk I work with people every day on this what I'm saying resonates then it's your time. You get to decide that right here, right now. Yes, it might feel scary to invest in yourself. Maybe you've never done anything like this before. But think about 
what's available to you on the other side. And I am not just meaning you'll be able to go into a wine bar and drink just a glass if that's what you want. I'm talking about how you will see yourself and how capable you will see yourself and what a different life you will create for yourself. I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.